Where are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Well, there were three of us in this marriage. I just want to say, Liam, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour. This is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're, You're welcome. welcome. Well, here we are. Oh, we're back again. <laughs> we're back. We've had a slight delay in getting back on air. We've had a, a few weeks off uh, COVID-related recoveries going on. <laughs> yeah. How, how are you doing? What's going on? I'm okay. So um, uh, Jesse hasn't been feeling so great. So we both went and got tested. I got my, well, actually, let me tell you about getting tested. I yeah, didn't, please. I didn't have very severe, I didn't have very severe, um, uh, it, what's it called? Ailments? No. What's the medical Symptom. term? Symptoms. <laughs> That's the word. Um, <laughs> But so the way it worked is you go online and you like book a test for two or three days time and you go and it's a drive through. So you drive in and everyone's in hazmat suits and it's very exciting. And then people come up to your car and give you like, like a little package of, I don't know, utensils and like throw it through your window. Then they run away and you swab your mouth and you chuck it into a big thing. It's very slick. Mm, very outbreak. Very outbreak. Um, and then I got my results via email. Ever ever heard of it? I like I said email there as if I was it was in quotation marks. Oh, electronic mail. Okay, yeah, sure. Electronic I'm, mail. I got my results through electronic mail. Um, but it came back as negative. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So so we're thinking you you were just ill. <laughs> I, I don't know. It could, it could be that I maybe had it um, a while back. And if you get, if you've had it a while back and you get tested, it doesn't show up. Um, said Dr. Ben, because I know lots of things medical. Um, but anyway, so yes, I'm doing uh, okay. And Je Jesse is doing okay. But that is why we had a slight topical break in the podcast. And that is that is the last we'll be discussing uh, quarantine, COVID nineteen, or uh, coronavirus for the rest of this podcast, <laughs> right? Well, we say that, but but our because our the whole world and all our lives have been affected by it. It's, it's probably going to just you know sneak back in. Yeah, she she's gonna she's gonna sneak her way back in just a little bit. How are you? I am good. I had a incredibly fun um, FaceTime call with my mother this morning, uh, where she was. Her Facebook had been uh, hacked and she was trying to. <laughs> <laughs> she was trying to reset. Oh my God. It was, a, it was a saga. She was trying to reset her password. Then inexplic inexplicably, she just started a new account, but then was trying to get back into our old one. I got a message from my friend back at home saying, why is your mum friend requesting me? I thought we were already friends. It was a uh -oh. whole to do. We didn't get to the bottom of it. You know, quite why people are trying to hack into my mum's account, I'm not sure. You know, I don't think Russia's going to get the answers to, you know, rigging the next election by going through Laurie York's, you know, inbox. But hey. Yeah. What a call. <laughs> what, a, what a thing to try and solve over, like, international FaceTime. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a WhatsApp video call of my mum trying to show me her iPad um, with Facebook on it. And you know, the, the whole thing was incredibly um, fun. <laughs> well, great great oh, to man. connect with family and friends in these times, isn't it? 
Uh, there was something, but there, there was something going on last night that would have really pushed you over the edge. And in my, you know, my hippy dippy mystical neighborhood, there were all these kind of like, I don't know, like chanting kind of noises and gongs and clicks and clacks and things going on just sweeping <laughs> around the, the canyon and um i saw today that like a local kind of like hippie band did a giant concert uh, from their house overlooking the canyon with with sort of like lit candles and gongs and things that sounds very your neighborhood um yeah. my neighborhood has really just come alive during this uh this crisis just in terms of you know people are home so they're going to play some fun music all the live long damn day. Now, there's nothing like some fun music right now. You know, the sort of the sort of real mainstream music that unites us all and really angers us. <laughs> Tr- truly, truly. Although, um, speaking of music, actually, this is a good a good little segue. Um, I just have to apologize to you and a few other people about Friday night. Um, which I know for people in the UK was kind of Saturday, very early morning when they received these messages from me. Friday night, I had a night. I, um, you know, I had a margarita. I'd had a long, long week at work. I had a margarita. Then I had some wine. Um, I watched Drag Race, which we'll talk about after that. I got very carried away with myself. I went back to um, the off-licensed liquor store translation, bought another bottle of wine. Wait, uh, what had- time? What time? Well, looking back at some of the messages that I'd I'd sent out, I I went out for like more wine at like nine thirty, so it really wasn't that late. Okay. Um, I then proceeded just to like bombard people with like very strange messages. I sent you a link to uh, "Last One Standing" by Girl Thing. Which yeah. not sure how I, how I got to that. Um, I recorded myself doing like a vlog apartment tour and sent that to Charlie and Nina for some reason. And it involves me like doing this really faux like vlogger voice. And then halfway through, I genuinely look like I'm going to throw up. And I'm like, oh, excuse me, I feel sick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, you, you know the saying like, you know, margarita then wine, all <laughs> is fine. <laughs> I think it was like everything's on the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah I I sent some people some messages to people I work with. Luckily, it was to you know people who are uh, you know with the cause, so it was fine. Um, I sent yeah this uh, my friend Shelby who I work with. I sent her. I got a text from her on Saturday morning saying loved the voice message. And obviously on <gasps> iPhone, on iPhones you can't listen to them back, so still don't know what I said to her. Couldn't bring myself to ask. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I was just a real terror on Friday. I, I was dancing. I do remember this. I was dancing in my like apartment alone, obviously with headphones on but like i was like i was club drunk so i was like club dancing and club drunk like i remember like going to the bathroom to go to the toilet and being really you know like when you're like in a club and you're like oh god i've got to get back out there and like dance but it was just music i was listening to what kind of music give me give me a song oh it was it was you know how my music taste is never set in the present or the future always in the past so i obviously you know at one point i was dancing to last last one standing by um girl thing I was listening to that song by Scooch that I sent you the other day that I can't stop going on about. I uh, was listening to some old Steps songs. Um, I think at one point I was listening to the song, (laughs) yet again to mention it, International Love by Chris Brown and Pitbull, (laughs) which I seem to bring up a lot. And then the the Pierre de la Resistance is, for some reason, 
I listened to the song Waka Waka by Shakira. Cause this is Africa. This time for Africa. Another international song. Very international. Really unites all cultures. I think think international love segued me into Waka Waka. But like, what what was I thinking? So that's what's been going on with me. Wow, what a what a night. Your Friday nights are, are actually more exciting now than they've ever been. Truly, I smashed a glass last weekend. That's just a lot <laughs> happening. <laughs> I think I think what I what I've discovered is drinking alone. I'm I just I I feel like I need the rules of society around me. So like I need to be like in a bar or like you know, with other people so that I like don't get to do whatever I want. And it turns out what yeah. I want to do is listen to music from like 2006 and incessantly talk to people about it (laughs) lovely what a night um i i i can't compete with that my i've just been doing a lot of like having very low-key evenings and then not being able to like fall asleep for a long time a lot of that going on right well yeah yeah i mean i mean those my my wild friday nights are really the only time i'm truly going to sleep instantly and i think that's because it's passing out um shall Shall we do some feedback? Let's do it. Okay, Lydia on Instagram has said, I miss N-dubs controversy in my life so much. Also, I need to complete a circle for you. The body cam show is narrated by Linda Bellingham, RIP, off of Loose Woman fame. All roads always lead us back to Loose Women. Yeah. Okay, what have you got? Um, I have got a uh, inbox, a, a private message um, from uh, Bordeaux. Uh, he says, um, this episode made me laugh so much. Thanks, you too. Oh, and I think Trader Joe's is supposed to be Polynesian and not Caribbean. <laughs> Anyhow, thank you for keeping on podcasting and making me laugh. So basically, the, <laughs> the tiki conversation continues. Polynesian, Caribbean, Hawaiian. The whole now here's the thing. I feel I feel quite uncomfortable talking about this now because I feel like we're making sweeping statements about cultures. However, I don't think anyone in this situation, be it Trader Joe himself, um, or Bordeaux, who I've never met, has a real grasp on what Tiki actually is. And Tiki is also all about taking a culture and running with it. So I, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna wash my hands and move on. So, uh, yet again, I'm just going to log into the mainframe and talk about Discord. Um, right. so just click on the pie symbol in the a quarter of Mozart's ghost website. <laughs> We're in. We're in. Um, so there's been just some chat on our Discord channel. Um, again, I wish I could direct people to it. I don't know how to do that. So Humble Pie on Discord had uh, put up a picture of a orange with a candle jammed in the top of it and some sweets stuck to the side of it and said, what the hell is this? Um, it was actually solved on, on there, which it, obviously it was a Chris Tingle candle. I just wanted to ask, did you ever, did you ever do Chris Tingle? No, that was not a thing. Uh, no, never did that. The closest thing I think we did to that was those weird candle candelabra things you'd make from Blue Peter. Do you remember those? And it was always like you would light a candle. It'd be, they would have like eight candles on it. And it'd be like eight more Blue Peter shows until Christmas. But then they had to stop doing them because a few of them went on fire and caused a blaze. So no, to answer your question. Is that not, is that not a menorah? Oh, but, uh, but I mean, Blue Peter, uh, Blue Peter really whitewashed that one and just, you know, took it for themselves. You wow. know, I don't think Blue Peter should have been 
you know, appropriating a menorah and then saying it's actually the countdown to how many more episodes of Blue Peter there are. Very strange. <laughs> um, and yeah, just uh, the rest of the Discord channel, there was some great chat about Colin the Caterpillar. So we, he's just oh. the conversation surrounding him is still. Um, and uh, Humble Pie actually also brought up the equivalent, the US equivalent to Colin the Caterpillar are um, what I believe are loft house cookies from Kroger. Um, or like okay. sugar cookies, basically, are the um, they're saying they're the they're the thing that are at every single American kid's birthday party. Um, oh, by the way, I need to give a shout out to um, the the dairy milk Easter egg I ate last week. Oh, just talking of you know confectionery, uh, I had I ordered two really good mini egg Cadbury Easter eggs, um, and they came uh, one for me, one for Jesse, and I ate both of them. I like the idea of you shouting out. Cabris. Just a shout out to Cabris. Just, just no, not to shout out to Cabris. Just a shout out to those two eggs that I ate, quite specifically. Well, actually, speaking of Cabris, um, a, a listener and friend, uh, Hannah, uh, do you remember Stoney with the big hair, who's actually responsible for our uh, Spice Girls clip in the credits? Um, in the, Wait, in why the was she called Stoney with the big hair? Because uh, her, her, oh god, it's so it's a bit convoluted. But her, she used to be called Hannah Stone before she was married. So we called her Stony forever. And then her hair is massive. And I told you that, and you just dubbed her Stony with the big hair. Wow, don't even remember that. But it's a great nickname I came up with that I forgot about. So Stony with the big hair surprised me with a just a random like care package that came in the mail from me from the UK, and it had dairy milk, these tiny little dairy milk chocolates in it, some socks. Uh, a John Lewis tea towel, a John Lewis hand towel, oh. a Brit- a Britney Spears themed notebook that says you better work on the front of it that I've actually written my notes for today's episode in. Very oh. happy. What a what a lovely thing to receive, like without realizing that I was going to get it. It was so nice. So, you what, know. A, what a beautiful gift. I can imagine you like shuffling down cautiously to your mailbox, you know, wearing gloves and like just sanitizing the air you walk through and picking that up. What a treat. I know. And I was going because I was going to pick up. I, I've had a, a, an issue with I ordered some I ordered some soft furnishings from Target. OK, let's not get mm. snobby about the fact that I bought it from Target. It's fine. But the problem with Target is, is that if you buy things without if you don't select the option, to put it all into one package, they send them individually. So I've been, I've been receiving throw pillows individually, and I will be continuing to receive them individually for another few days. It's embarrassing. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I've been uh, getting a little bit carried away with is um, just some eBay purchases. Um, I really fell down a rabbit hole of Planet Hollywood, um, and I now have a Planet Hollywood shirt from the mid-90s. I then uh, bought a T-shirt from the Luxor Hotel in Las Vegas from the 90s, and I also bought an oversized Benetton jumper um, so I can kind of look like a mum on the school run. I was going to say, oversized Benetton jumper is very mum on the school run, and I know that that's something you and I try to achieve quite a lot as a look. Mum on the school run. (laughs) But you know what? You shove it on and it's great because, you know, if it's too hot, you take it off. But if it's not, you've got it there and you can just wear it. I, I like doing um, like mum, my mum cleaning outfit is if I'm ever wearing my like athletic leggings that I wear to run Ooh. in. But then you bung a big jumper over those leggings. That's very like 90s mum cleaning. <laughs> perfect. Perfect for a 90s mum. Um, oh, did you watch Drag Race this week? I did. Um, I don't. Should we do we do spoilers when we talk about this normally? No, fuck it. Who cares? The world's ending. Um, I mean, I was pretty happy with the result because as you know from my, uh, a video call I had with you on Friday before I spiraled out of control, I'm not feeling the jam to see. So I was pretty happy with the result. And I was also 
pretty hammered when I watched it, so I had a great time. I was very pleased that um, Heidi did so well, finally. Thrilled for that. Uh, yeah, Jan can fuck off and stop crying. And uh, the only thing I will say is next week, I just feel like Widow has to go, so it's, I'm not that excited about next week's episode. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's kind of, she's she's clearly the next one to go, and then they're obviously going to have to... Um, uh, my personal theory, this is not based on any knowledge, is that Heidi is going to not make it into the top four. And then obviously when they get to the final and he who must not be named um, isn't appearing, I think Heidi's going to take their place and Heidi's going to win. And I think she's going to win. No, I, I, I really, I, I mean, I'd love her to win, but I just don't see that right now. Yeah. I, I just think, I think she's got, because it's uh, those lip syncs are like the new thing for the final rather than just like your whole, you know, series work i feel like she's the kind of person that could like pull out something really insane for a lip sync and actually somehow like you know oh she could she could do like a really like very authentic lip sync that would like completely win people over and she would win that's my theory yeah, that's fair no that's a very good theory um hey if you want to listen to more um drag race chatting you can go and listen to drag race recap from afterthought media shout out to our friends there shall we get on with the show Absolutely. And we are back. So in every episode, we take a British topic and break it down for America and an American topic and break it down for Britain. Uh, Ben is first with our British topic. What do you got for me, babes? Right. Before I use any words to describe my topic, I'm just going to play you this clip to get you in the mood. from Ministry of Sound. So, my topic today is the Ministry of Sound. (laughs) How did you feel listening to that clip? Um, I had a couple of very visceral reactions to some of those songs. You obviously, uh, well, people don't know this. We're not actually, we can't see each other this week. Um, But I was absolutely dancing. I was loving some of those songs. And then there's that (laughs) one song, which I have a very... um, a visceral reaction to which is that dag 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 to beat that song because it just reminds me of a very particular evening back in a long long time ago where i acted the fool and it still still to this day haunts me that song like reflects a whole evening of me acting the fool in a way that like i'm not going to go into the story of it because it's actually does not represent me well as a person (laughs) um but yeah just that's that song in particular just has like a real oh yikes i'm sweating like (laughs) the memory I, I like how that memory you're saying doesn't represent you well as a person, but your story from before about Friday night when you were drinking alone, dancing around your apartment, that's cool. Yeah, compared to how I was acting on the, the Dr. Beat Night, absolutely. Wow, the Dr. Beat Night. Wow, story for another time. So my topic is the Ministry of Sound. Um, that clip was from um, the Ministry of Sound Annual 2006, a three-disc set, 60 songs. I mean, um, 2006, you know that's you know you were getting my sweet spot of music. <laughs> totally. What I also love is that all those songs could be kind of, even though you know we know they're 2006, 
like all Ministry of Sound songs and annuals and albums could be any year ever because the, the music doesn't really date, but it kind of does, but kind of doesn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It, it, well, I guess the nature of those those things because they're all mixed together as well. It kind of flattens everything out to almost sound the same anyway. So yeah, they they could have just released the same CD for like fifteen years, no one would really notice. Exactly. So Ministry of Sound, what the hell are we talking about? I just want to say that the other day um, when I was doing one of my home workouts, I realized I listened to Ministry of Sound music quite a lot when I work out. So I thought, this is ideal quarantine chat, okay? So Ministry of Sound, um, it started off, um, it's a very British business. I'm looking at the Wikipedia. Um, and it is uh, a nightclub and a record label Um and just a state of mind. Um, it started very nice, very nineteen. It started in nineteen ninety one. Yeah. Um, and it started as a. Well, I can't work out what came first, but basically, they ended up building, um, inspired by the the house scene in I think in New York, Chicago, and Detroit. This person got really overexcited, and they thought, "Oh, we want to do that in the UK." So they um found a disused bus garage located in Elephant and Castle, mm. and they opened up the Ministry of Sound nightclub on 21st September 1991. It's remained in that location ever since. Yeah. And then from there, you've had um the Ministry of Sound record label. Every year, they release the annual, which is like uh, the big compilation of all the kind of dance tracks from that year. And they've had many spin-offs, and now there are all kinds of things going on. What I like, and you are not going to appreciate this reference, is even though this obviously came first, is in Harry Potter, there is the Ministry of Magic, which is their stand-in for like the, the, the wizarding government. And I just like the idea of the Ministry of Sound being a ripoff of that <laughs> you you know my feelings on that um there are none so anyway um one thing i, I did notice on the ministry of sound uh, wikipedia is that in 2016 ministry of sound partnered with dolby laboratories <laughs> to bring surround sound dolby atmos to the nightclub a first in the industry that just sounds really too loud yeah, you know I mean, I'm not I'm not feeling like I've ever been in a club and been like, I think this needs to be louder. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, it the, it now boasts a 64 speaker, 22 channel sound system. So I'm just like, no, that's no, that's enough. Just get a really good Beats pill. You know what, what I mean? One of the good ones. Also, like, do you? Well, I don't know what songs require surround sound. Isn't that like when you've got the noise of like gunfire in a movie, like coming from behind and in front of you? I don't know what songs have like. I guess some of them have like left to right earphone, you know, bits. I'm trying to think of a single song which fits in with that and I can't think of any. Future Fraser here. Um, Overprotected by Britney Spears uses that left to right headphone technology. Um, I just found that out putting my phone on shuffle. Uh, who cares? Yeah. Although to be fair, I would love, you know, I'd love some of our favorite songs in surround sound, you know, <laughs> just like, like the noise of the, you know, um, uh, 30 days by uh, the, the Saturdays, you know, the bit where they throw the potato in the, the metal bin. <laughs> oh my God. I, this is a, a diversion. It's so strange. You said that two songs by the Saturdays came up on my run today. One of them was 30 days. And I laughed at the bit about the potato in the metal bin. And then the other one was gentlemen. <laughs> and I was like, when this is over and we can actually all be together, 
we have to do a Saturday's episode with podcast nemesis Michael. Because I know he loves the Saturdays and we have to talk in depth about the song Gentleman because it is <laughs> insane. I will also just want you to, to add in the, the clip of the, the, the noise we're referring to of the potato being thrown into the metal bin. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but back to Ministry of Sound. Do you know what they also have now is they've got a private members club. Where? In let me I can't I couldn't quite find it. It's not open because it's, it's, it's private. It's private. <laughs> Shh, it's private. Um they've also so it opened in 2018. Don't know if it still exists. And then they've also because they they're kind of closely associated with fitness because they release sort of fitness albums and stuff like that. Um they opened up a fitness studio. Previously, the club's back of house vault where the alcohol was stored. It opened in February 2017. <laughs> that sounds so ghastly. Like the smell of old alcohol and then try to work out to like house music. No. <laughs> I'm kind of into it. I'm, 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 I think it could be pretty good. To me, the Ministry of Sound feels like, do you remember um, that Call On Me song and how kind of like I, annoying that song is? For some reason that song I, just feels like it represents a lot of like the things I don't like about the Ministry of Sounds vibe is that song. I think it's so funny because I actually queued up Call of Me, Call of Me earlier because I thought that is the definition of a <laughs> Ministry of Sound song. And it is, it was with the Ministry of Sound record label. So Eric Prid's calling Me. I mean, just, just the opening bars of it really conjures up certain images, you know? It really... Oof. It gets a certain type of person going. It really does. But I have to say, I actually really enjoy, for all its kind of like kind of basicness, I do enjoy Ministry of Sound a lot. I never went to the nightclub in London. Now, it's located in Elephant and Castle. Yes. I mean, Elephant and Castle, how do we... I mean, the one way to describe Elephant Castle is the cheapest place to buy in Zone 1. <laughs> it's it's uh, essentially one large one large roundabout. Um, it's the cheapest place to, to, to buy in Zone 1. Um, it is a terrifying place. Um, feels it's, it's one of those uh, parts of London that's, I would almost say, ungentrifiable. It just is, uh, it, it, it's gonna, Elephant and Castle's going to cling on till the end of the days. Like, like Edgware Road. Yes, exactly. Like Edgware Road, Elephant and Castle. Holloway Road. <laughs> they ain't going nowhere. You can build as many luxury flats as you want there, but ain't nobody moving there. So to get to the to the club, you need to go to Elephant and Castle. As Fraser said, you, you arrive there. You arrive through a very old shopping center that has been there for years. And every year, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, but you know that's getting demolished and rebuilt. Has it has it been demolished yet? Is it still there?" I don't think so. On my last, when I was last in Elephant and Castle, that place was still going, still going strong. I used to have to commute through it, so you would get like the overground train to the shopping center, you get out, you walk through the abandoned shopping center, then you have to go into an e a cramped elevator down to the underground, and then you go into the underground. Oh. I did that like twice a day for about a year and a half. Um, so the Minister Sound Nightclub is an elephant in Castle. I've never been, however, some of my favorite people in the world have been and featured it very prominently in a documentary called Spice World, the movie. Don't know if you know that hard-hitting documentary. I'm just going to play um, uh, uh, the scene from that, uh, from, from that documentary now. The girls are um, in Ministry of Sound. They're dancing away. They're with their friend Nicola, who's pregnant. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just going to play it. 
into the dress code here. So yes, that is the Spice Girls in Ministry of Sound with their fake friend Nicola, who's pregnant. I do believe that uh, shortly after that scene is my favorite line of the entire movie from Mel B, which is, does anybody know how to deliver a baby? <laughs> um so i mean that's my experience of the club have you did you ever go to ministry of sound so i did not go to ministry of sound but i went to a club in victoria like by victoria train station that i swear was ministry of sound i don't think it is and i've desperately tried to search to see what club i'm talking about hold on once oh oh shit i think i went to pasha oh yes i've made a mistake i've been to pasha i haven't been to ministry of sound but can I tell you about my time I in mean, Pasha? <laughs> oh, tell me about your time in Pasha. And I believe it was probably over a decade ago. It was for, um, actually, it's very timely. Um, Shanina and Emily have just had their birthday this uh, this weekend. It's actually, we're recording today on Emily's birthday. Happy birthday, Emily. Happy birthday. And their birthdays are like, one's on the 18th, one's on the 19th. So they would always have a joint birthday. And I believe we went to Pasha. I can't remember how old everyone was a long time ago i just remember that one of the birthday girls didn't get into the club um for some reason and then i remember being in there and my other friend who's emily uh got overwhelmed by her own birthday kind of uh emotions and said that no one was having any fun and then <laughs> it had to be pointed out to her that everyone was dancing and having a great time and she was the only one that was upset <laughs> I love the fact that I feel like Pasha, Ministry of Sound, and Fabric are all kind of the same thing. Yeah, I, well, all I can really remember about Pasha was that I didn't like the music. And then at one point, they had all these dancers come out that mimed playing saxophones that had like LED lights in them. And that was very exciting. But like, yeah, it was, uh, it was a very strange night, but we had a good time. <laughs> I feel like all those clubs are very, it's either someone's birthday that you have to go to or someone from out of town's visiting and they want to go. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the, the straight equivalent of having to go to heaven in London. Oh, so is, <laughs> so is heaven, heaven, the nightclub. <laughs> which, yes, yes. Which I feel like if you were translating that to the US, it's kind of like having someone gay come over here and want to go to the Abbey in WeHo. Kind totally of. <laughs> totally like like fine fun but also horrific yeah. okay fine once a year max yeah okay back to ministry of sound so as well as the nightclub and the albums that come out every year um ibiza translation for the u.s uh, listeners ibiza, ibiza um has really has really sort of come into play and um as a lasting relationship um with with Ministry of Sound. I think there's a club there. Every year they, they release like an Ibiza Anthems album. And then that's, that's branched off. There's like Marbella sessions. Oh. There's, I mean, all of them. They're all go. Um, I'm just going to play you the advert for this um, Ibiza one. Just, I want to see how you feel. Mm. Do you feel like you're having a seizure? I, I kind of, there was moments in that where I was really lifted up by the songs. And did I hear um, that till I, that, what was that song called? Oh my God. 9pm till I 9 come. 9pm till I come. Till I come. Do, do, do. I just heard that at the end. That really got me good. 
<laughs> oh my god oh my god that song reminds me so when we were we were kids when we were like 15 in glasgow we would go to the unders nights you know the under 18 nights yeah. and my friend amy couldn't she i don't think she was a no she either wasn't allowed to go or she didn't go i can't remember what it was anyway i went one night with some other friends and then she left me a voicemail um with 9 p.m to like come in the background she's like hey i'm, I'm at the club where are you i can't find you oh, okay okay bye and then it later transpired she wasn't at the club she was at home and she was playing 9 p.m to like come um, on her like her cd player that- trying to trick me <laughs> I, just, I did it work that's amazing yeah because i was like trying to call her back i was like oh i'll meet you outside where are you so yeah um, as a really quick song. as a really quick sidebar um in the the club that i used to go to when i was like 17 18 in norwich it was called time and <laughs> we would go every tuesday and thursday because going on the weekend was for old people is what we used to say yeah um so yep, 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 yep. every tuesday and thursday we would go and they had the same DJ. He's, I'm going to shout him out. He was terrible. His name was DJ Gary Salter. Um, and every single time we would go out, he would play that song that's from <laughs> Blade. <laughs> Sorry, I can't say this. Without... Sorry, I got really overwhelmed. He'd play that song, <laughs> he'd play that song from Blade. <laughs> that goes... What song was it? <laughs> okay, can we just, can we, can we just, um, I just. I'm Googling. I, I'm Googling. Yeah, I, I need to play it for you because it. Wait a minute, I think I found it. <laughs> Is it this? <laughs> so, in that song from Blade, there's a bit where the DJ it says, <laughs> Bass in the place, London. And <laughs> every week without fail, that DJ would say, Bass in the place, Norwich, over the top of it. <laughs> and it reached i I love i love some some local dj chat it it reached the point point with my brother where he he was so annoyed with it that he used to leave when he did it (laughs) and i I watched i watched my brother just put his drink down and just walk out of the club <laughs> Wait, would he, would he, did he just go for a breather or did he come back? No, he would literally go home. <laughs> base in the place, Norwich. Oh my god, base in the place, Norwich. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. That was such a diversion. Oh my god, I feel like I feel lightheaded. <laughs> oh, well, do you know what? We're, we're coming to the end of this anyway. I mean, Ministry of Sound really taking us down a few paths. I mentioned Ibiza there. I, I just wanted to very sidetrack very quickly into Ibiza Uncovered. Oh yeah, go for it. Um, so Ibiza Uncovered really has the spirit of like 90s Ibiza and sort of 90s Ministry of Sound type dance music. And just to explain what it is, I just want to play this. It's one minute clip, um, but just bear with me. And this will explain exactly what Ibiza Uncovered is. Over the next eight weeks, we'll strip Ibiza Bear, uncovering the island that offers sun, fun, sex, and much more. We'll show the extraordinary ups and downs of an island designed to take things to the limit. You get the picture. Ooh. So basically, it was just the 90s in Ibiza, and it's usually like, you know, on this week, on tonight's episode, the crowd of nurses from Norwich are letting loose. And it'll be like, you know, 
lots of like Norwich girls wearing nineties clothes, like a bit sunburned, think drinking a Bacardi breezer and like jumping off a bridge. Yeah. You know. So many like handkerchief tops. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I love that show. Did you watch that show I, growing I, up? Yeah, I definitely watched that show. I think I I think I was always like a little bit like titillated by it because like it was one of those shows where they'd like occasionally like show like a, a bare a bare male bottom and i'd be like oh totally <laughs> totally and also it was ibiza still to this day is quite kind of like fluid in terms of like sex and like you know people like people dressing up and it's just it's not very even though it's very even though it's got the whole aspect of it's very kind of like way brits abroad guys and girls it's a bit like anything goes yeah so i feel like growing up as kids watching that would have been very exciting yeah i was, I was being like this could be our future i was yeah i was very always very titillated by it i was like oh one day i'll go to ibiza i mean i did and i did not <laughs> i did not have a ibiza uncovered experience of both times that i've been i i've never i've never been to ibiza but one day it's gonna happen yeah i mean i went once when i was 22 and then once when i was 32 i think and i had two very different experiences the uh the time in my 30s was amazing uh we have stayed in like yeah. the old town it was lovely i, I mean i'm not going to just advertise ibiza for them but it's great <laughs> i mean it, it needs it right now no one's going right now so so i mean wax lyrical fraser because of that Balearic island it needs the euros <laughs> um and of course you know just going to ibiza and in spain in general has one of my most favorite things in the world you know what that is what's that spanish measures oh, spanish measures oh my god speaking of spanish measures that's where i went wrong on friday <laughs> <laughs> you were you, were you you got a bit kind of ibiza uncovered on friday night you did some spanish measures I did. you know those, those two margaritas that i made were real spanish measures oof no Spanish measures. Oh. Right, to wrap it all up, Ministry of Sound, um, you know, it's music, it's a nightclub, it's a, a way of life. What do you think the US equivalent of Ministry of Sound is? Oh, God, I really don't know. I mean, I know that they had like the Now albums here, which obviously is the same thing of like releasing that like, you know, roundup of the, the year's music. But like, I can't think of like a a club to music kind of record label equivalent no it's kind of it, it's also so british and euro but it, but from reading that wikipedia reading that wikipedia it's all inspired by like new york and detroit and all those kind of scenes so i wondered if the u.s equivalent of ministry of sound is just quite simply detroit <laughs> i was actually thinking is it is it actually something of like a completely different genre? So let's say, for example, Ooh. it's like country music. You know how they have like the Grand Old Opry and like I don't know, more like a scene rather than a a thing. That's good. I don't know. If the, that's good. The U.S. equivalent of of Ministry of Sound is country music. I think that's pretty good. And then the U.S. equivalent of the Ministry of Sound club in Elephant and Castle is the Grand Old Opry. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm not sure if that completely <laughs> tracks, but like. Uh, hey, why not? You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. And we are back. So in every episode, we take a British topic and work out the US equivalent. We just did it. And we take an American topic and we work out the British equivalent, which is what Fraser is about to do now. Fraser, what is your American topic? Well, you know, we've got a very limited amount of places to go at the moment. So I decided to mm. talk about one of the places that I've been going pretty regularly and that is cvs beautiful cvs oh. um which stands for what do you think it stands for oh 
I I have no clue. Uh, central vaccination service. <laughs> no, you like almost described the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, apparently it stands for Consumer Value Store. Oh. So CVS is the largest pharmacy chain in the U.S. It was founded in 1963. It's like all across america so it's not just like one of those la like california regional things they have them cvs is absolutely everywhere i decided to talk about cvs because i have been regularly going to the cvs near me in koreatown because it's like one of the only places that's still open so if i need to you know buy myself some toiletries or just generally feel like i can see the world again pop on my mask and i go to cvs in koreatown lovely very lovely very um a very stressful shopping experience i will say but that is probably the the career town of it all where i live is uh just a, you know it's a lively place full of lively and colorful characters <laughs> and, and uh the cvs on uh, wilton and western is really where the fun colorful characters like to hang out and you know interact would would you say that the the london equivalent of career town is brixton yeah or maybe peckham um, which I used to live, okay. which I used to live in before I moved here. So I feel like I'm in a home away from home. So CVS is a a pharmacy chain, but they actually, unlike our kind of pharmacies back at home, they are also weirdly like a mini supermarket as well as a pharmacy and selling like beauty products. Did you know, for example, if you go online you, from CVS, you can buy a motorized wheelchair for four thousand dollars. You can buy like a hospital bed from CVS. Did you know that? Wow. <laughs> yeah, for like $5,000. I'm usually just preoccupied looking at like the seasonal products. You know what I mean? Like a, you know, like a, a festive blow up Father Christmas <laughs> um, or, you know, maybe like a sort of, I don't know, some chocolate in the shape of a heart, you know, during Valentine's Day. Yeah, I, CVS do, they are very good. They've leaned very heavily into the seasons and to the theming. And I will say CVS around like 4th of July is one of my favorite places to go. Oh, yeah. I love, I love nothing more than trying to find the weirdest and funniest like 4th of July based stuff. And in fact, I'm really hoping that we are able to hang out with each other for 4th of July this year because I really didn't get to enjoy it last year and I really don't want my second 4th of July to be another stinker. So that's just a, a plea to the world and everything that hopefully we'll have some kind of fun on 4th of July. So yeah, CVS, they, they do lean heavily into the seasons. They love Halloween. That's where people go for their Halloween candy a lot of the time because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's consumer a value store, you know? <laughs> this is it. But yeah, you can also, as well as hospital beds and wheelchairs, you can buy, I found a full dumbbell set, like a, literally a gym sized, like a rack with all of the dumbbell weights on it. And there's a whole section where you can just buy vibrators. Oh, wow. But wait, this is all online you're talking about. Yes. Though. Yes. This is the online. I mean, I, I, I can't say I've scoured the CVS near me for vibrators, but I'm pretty sure they probably do sell them in, in some of the stores, like huge ones. So one of the things I do like about my, my CVS, my local one near me is just in response to, um, the pandemic of it all they've erected like a outbreak style shield when you get to the actual pharmacy counter but they've done it all with yes. a um shower curtain because <laughs> <laughs> i was like very impressed i was like oh my god this is like the plastic like you know from like et or something and then i looked up and you could see the little ringlets of where, <laughs> where you'd hang it up as a shower curtain and i just thought that's ingenuity that's cvs <laughs> That's CVS <laughs> and good value, good value to boot. I tell you one thing that you may you may not have experienced in CVS. I actually went to one yesterday in the one in Hollywood on Coenga. 
the drive-through pickup prescription. Yes, no, I haven't I haven't experienced that yet. I did try and find some Yelp reviews of my local CVS and a lot of their rage was uh, directed at the drive-through pharmacy. Apparently, at the one near me, people just aren't answering that that drive-through window. Apparently, you just sit there in your car for like 20 minutes and no one comes to you. Well, what, what I really like about it is you drive up and you think like, particularly being British, you're like, this is so kind of, you know, slick and, you know, service, you know, this is this would never happen in the UK. You drive up, you press a button and then someone like talks to you. But then to get your product, like your prescription, they, they give it to you, but then they hand over a really shit kind of pen with like a shit piece of string that someone's taped with like a, a Band-Aid translation plaster <laughs> to like a clipboard. It's all very like, I don't know, just, it's just pretty shit. <laughs> well, there, there seems to be a lot of focus on the, the drive-through pharmacy and also the, the car park translation parking lot of my local CVS. It appears to be from the Yelp reviews that there is a man that works for CVS who's very old who shouts at the customers in the parking lot for no reason. And apparently if you if you complain about him to the staff, they say, oh, he just works with us. He's old. Just ignore him. <laughs> <laughs> apparently he's just roaming the parking lot, screaming at people for no reason at all, which I thought, again, colorful, fun. The, the one in Silver Lake's pretty fascinating. The one beside the, the Whole Foods. Have you been to that one? Yes, I've actually been in there with you, actually. I think that's where we found some of the best Fourth of July stuff last year. I was in that one oh. with you. Oh, so good. That one's great because even though the, the actual building and the Whole Foods and everything was maybe constructed in like 2014, when you go into that CVS, much like all of them, it feels like 1992. Yes, it, it has this kind of muted beige beige feeling and color scheme that kind of yeah instantly takes you right down from wherever you are to like the 90s. <laughs> And one thing that gets me is like, unlike, say, a, a chemist in the UK, CVS often carpeted. <laughs> yeah, I think there's I think there's definitely zones of my local CVS that are carpeted, which is just lovely. Yeah. So there's like there's a couple of like hacky things about CVS. The worst, the most like hack joke about CVS is they have incredibly long receipts uh, because they will put your they put like vouchers on the back of your receipt and you end up with. I read somewhere where someone once had a five foot long CVS receipt, which is actually pretty bad. Um, and the and the comedian Nikki Glazer, she often I think she often like gets her receipt and wears it like a sash, so she's like Miss CVS twenty twenty. <laughs> That's very funny. Um, I, I I tried to um, I tried to look for like controversies about CVS because I thought it'd be very funny, and I will say uh, it was quite a dark <laughs> dark journey into you know bribery, uh -oh. bribing state senators and like people dying of like you know uh, prescriptions gone wrong. So I thought I'm, I'll stay clear of that one. So I've, I found a couple of reviews of my local CVS and I thought I'd just read them to you. Um, this one is from Memes K in LA. Worst customer service ever. I misplaced my cardigan, so I called to inquire. I spoke with Evelyn, who put me on hold for 20 minutes and failed to tell me she couldn't find it. I doubt she even looked. I called back requesting to speak with the manager and she put me on hold again. Most likely she didn't even transfer my calls that she would get into trouble. Worst ever. So <laughs> this woman, this woman furious that the CVS employees would not look for her lost cardigan. <laughs> well, you also know that that cardigan ended up in the clothing section because oh, wow. you know, it's got that kind of like 
baffling clothing section which is like you know say if you're like on the way to the beach and you want to buy like i don't know a, a, a kind of a warming poncho that you might put back on you know at the end of your 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 drive home from the beach yeah. or you or it might be like an oversized t-shirt that's got some beads in the end that actually says florida but you're buying it in la yes. you know, <laughs> absolutely like a t-shirt with an american like a bald eagle like flying across an american flag and you're like sure <laughs> i'll take it exactly this uh, olivia m has written quite an in-depth review so i'm not going to read all of it but she seems to have had really quite a lot of personal run-ins with the employees so i'm just going to take you through some of olivia m's issues they are all no talent losers with a corrupt manager and he's jealous and he hires people with low self-esteem. So they go after people who feel good about themselves and aren't invisible like they are in the world. <laughs> I mean, so, so she's opening this review by saying that everyone in that CBS has low self-esteem because she is so amazing. So they've obviously like cut Olivia down to size somehow. <laughs> okay, I'm going to continue. They're devious and rude in this store. Not the pharmacy, just the floor and the front end cashiers. Little anonymous taking up oxygen liars. Confusion makers. The general manager of the store is the weakest link. <laughs> That's because he trains his hater insecure employees to be against the races that legit would buy a Mercedes. What? Sorry, I have a couple, a couple more descriptions of, of uh, Olivia M's descriptions of the employees. Bear in mind, these are her words, not my own. I love everyone at that CVS. Jabba the Hutt girl with pink hair is a forgotten, <laughs> is a forgotten and a dead celebrity. The two poses skater looking skinny losers there are talentless, jealous-hearted demons and will not be remembered for anything except the incessant shit-talking like a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 have, I have to finish this because there's just... The roly-poly with the glasses, the round girl, she will never be loved by a man or a woman unless they have mental fatigue. What's mental fatigue? <laughs> mental fatigue. I'm just tired. You know, I've just... I've been thinking. I've been overthinking. Um, and then she just... Then she just finishes off with a couple of very sweeping statements. The only one that's decent is the Indian girl with the pink hair and the Latina manager that wears her own clothes and not the CVS loser polo shirt. So, Olivia M, wow. uh, a scathing review of the employees of CVS near me. Um, yeah, she's. Uh, they do seem to have done very personal things to her. Yeah, Olivia M, I don't... Yeah, she's... I, yeah... She, I wonder if she wrote that before she picked up her medication. What I will say is, uh, is Olivia M really is, that really reflects the kind of person that shops in my local CVS. Somebody who thinks that everyone's out to get them. Got it. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on there. Um, so yeah, that was a little review of my local one. I'll tell you one thing I always find fascinating about CVS, and maybe this is just American pharmacies. Every time I go to pick up a prescription, the same prescription that I've picked up for maybe five years, it's a different price. And I never question it. Sometimes it's like $85. Sometimes it's $12. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't know what's going I'm, on. I'm not sure that uh, it's a little too complicated for us to get fully into the system compared to back at home. But like, what a baffling world to live in over here. There's coupons, there's, <laughs> there's RX code, there's, uh, you know, I, I barely understand how I'm getting my medication. I know that sometimes I just get texts from CVS saying that They've got more medication for me and I, I don't need it. And they keep, at the moment, I, <laughs> I've actually like got like an overstock of some of a certain medication that I'm taking. And I just got another text saying that they're like, we've got more for you. And it's like, I, I can't have this many drugs in my house. They just, they, they really, they're really, they're really pushing it on me. Really pushing it. 
really oh. stockpiling my, my bed. You know, it's, it is an anti-anxiety drug, so I guess maybe they think I just really need it. I wonder if it's the, the jab, jab of the hot girl with the pink hair. Probably. I think it's her. Yeah. I think because she's she's got low self-esteem, so she's actually pushing it onto you. Do you know what I mean? She's like, you know, throwing her emotions out. Absolutely. You. Well, yeah, it's the conspiracy. Um, they're all against Olivia M and me. <laughs> One of the things I, I I used to like, and I've kind of got used to, so I don't really notice it as much, but I used to just like walking around to CVS when I first moved here, because it feels like a really good way to like immerse yourself into like, moving to another country. I used to like walking around the supermarket as well, but there's something about CVS that really like, feel like you get in touch with with the people. And you, and, and totally. like, like going, like going to a seven eleven. Exactly. And it was also maybe I'm like, Oh, these people are real. They're scary. I like it. And also looking at the products as well. Like I love seeing all the difference between the kind of things you could buy in like a boots back at home compared to here. And I love that you can buy a toothpaste with 5,000% bleach in it here. It's like, you can like, mm. you can literally bleach your teeth away to stumps if you want to just with toothpaste you can find just on the shelf. Love that. Well, that's freedom for uh, you. That's freedom. Exactly. So Trying to think of the equivalent, I kind of need to weave a little story for you. So in the US, CVS is the number one pharmacy chain and Walgreens is the number two chain. So I've worked backwards from this logic because I used to, when I lived in Echo Park, I lived near this Walgreens and without fail, any time of the day when I would go in there, there would be the world's longest queue and like one person very like languidly taking their time to serve this long queue of people who were like fuming with rage. This reminded me of when I used to live in, um, in Southeast London, I used to go to the super drug in Peckham and without fail, I would, <laughs> there would be so many people working in the super drug in Peckham, and no one working on like the tills and I got so angry that I actually wrote a complaint <laughs> to super drug head office. <laughs> This was this was like not long before I moved to this country. So this really was not long ago. I wrote a complaint to Superdrug Head. I love the idea. You were like, you're going to be like, I'm going to set, I'm going to set London right before I exactly. leave. This is going to be my legacy. Exactly. I literally, like a crazy elderly person, I wrote this very long, <laughs> rambling like thing about how infuriated I was every time I go into that Superdrug, and there is never anyone working on the tills, and the queue is always a thousand people long, and everyone's really slow. Anyway. This is Future Fraser again. I just want you to know I never heard back from Superdrug, not even a voucher, nothing. Anyway, who cares? So that made me think, I think Walgreens is Superdrug because it's the number two behind CVS, mm -hmm. which I think the US equivalent of CVS is Boots. Has to be Has Boots. Has to be Boots. So, you know, it's not, an, Has to it's be not an exciting one, but, you know, it does always make me think that we always end up coming back to talking about the Boots meal deal because I know you loved the Boots meal deal back in the day. Oh, that, I tell you what, that chili chicken wrap and the Boots meal deal for three sixty five. Oh my God, that chive. <laughs> my God, that chive. Was it sweet chili chicken wrap, right? Sweet, sweet chili chicken wrap. I mean, you know, I've talked about this before. Sweet chili chicken wrap, a drink and a little packet of carrots for £3.65 or 365 Boots points. I tell you what, that really got me through some... Sometimes. I mean, see, I would have, I would have not got the carrots, especially back in the day, because you know how my eating habits were back in when you first met me. Um, I would have gone for like what I thought was healthy, but like the the boots, um, like healthy crisps. I believe they're called shapers. <laughs> it would be like a yes. little shapers, a little like salt and vinegar <laughs> stick in the shapers section. Love that, love that. And I have to, I have to say that I feel 
I feel like boot. I, well, I feel like I trust Boots more than I do CVS, but I do have a fond, a similar fondness for both of yes. them. Yes, yeah, for sure. And I feel like, you know, like say in like train stations and airports in the UK, it is always a Boots, and it is never a super drug. Like rarely a super drug. And I feel like not that I have ever seen a CVS at an airport because I don't know if they have them. But I just feel like CVS would be the you know they have CVS inside of Target, which is like you know. Yeah, that, that that says it all. Basically, you can't get more America than that. There, I'm I'm very happy with that. Perfect. Well, there you go, everyone. The uh, UK equivalent of CVS is Boots or Boots, as I say it. Okay, we're back. I mean, let's be honest, we didn't go anywhere because we can't go anywhere because it's locked down, and you shouldn't go anywhere either. That was a real public service announcement. Okay, and I can I just quickly say, as per our previous one of our previous episodes. Whenever someone says lockdown, I hear it in the tune of Knockdown by Alicia Dixon. Lockdown. Everybody say what now? No, 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 no. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Very good. I, I hear you. Okay, so uh, we're coming to the end of the show. Um, as ever, we will finish things off with a game of Welcome Not Welcome, where we mention very British or American things, and we say whether they're welcome or not, i.e. whether we like them or not. Fraser, Welcome or Not Welcome, you're up first. Okay, so really quickly, um, my first two, I've been watching old seasons of um, The Great British Bake Off Translation, The Great British Baking Show, um, and I keep hearing things on there that are really, really British. So my first one is, Welcome or Not Welcome, the word chuffed. <laughs> Oh, I'm de- I'm I'm chuffed with that. I'm chuffed to bits. Um, I I I don't. Oh, oh I, I don't like chuffed. I don't like um, it. So no, not welcome. Just to, just to, for our American listeners, um, like the the dictionary definition of chuffed is informal British, and it means very pleased. Uh, and their example on the Oxford mm. dictionary is I'm dead chuffed to have won. Uh, chuffed for me is dead chuffed chuffed for me is not welcome it's also like chuffed is like in the same vocabulary as the word mate i would never ever ever knowingly call someone mate if it wasn't a joke or say the word chuffed if it wasn't a joke they're just two words that would never come out of my mouth okay not welcome (laughs) um welcome or not welcome the the word (laughs) portaloo i actually i actually think that is quite welcome because the u.s equivalent they call them porta potties right and I do not like that term. Yeah. There's something about the term like potty that's really like grim. I just think of yeah. kids, like little, little kids. Baby toilet. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh go yeah, go use that porta potty over there. And like you and it's just like you would go in and there'd be a kid there and be like, oh no, this is awful. No. Like <laughs> Are you imagine like a child size portaloo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Very exactly. size appropriate. Yeah, no, I... Uh, okay, so porta potty, not welcome. Porta loo Oh welcome. yeah, porta loo welcome. And especially, you know, my heart goes out to all those people that would be gearing up for festival season. Um, you know, not me. Um, but, you know, th- there's a whole lot of people that are very upset right now because they are not going to be going to the toilet in porta in various hideous festivals around the country and the world. Sorry. Don't know why I said that. That was weird. I can imagine. Right. What, what next? Um, so this is another great British Bake Off uh, term I heard. Welcome or not welcome, pants. And by that, I mean, oh my God, this is going to look so pants. So pants being used as a I negative forgot, term. I forgot that people say they that. They said it. It's also just a bit, it, it's a bit yeah, naff, naff, naff well. and pants. Like it's just a bit like pants it's very I, i'm shocked by the amount of people in old seasons of great british bake-off that said that their cakes looked pants and they were not chuffed with that result <laughs> <laughs> oh so um, I'm, 
I just, th- I just think, th- I think the phrase pants is just a bit Yeah, pants. me too. It's very twee and not for me. Oh. Well, that's so funny you said the word twee because I, I used the word twee the other day. No one knew what it oh, was. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Twee's not a word in the Oh, state. I guess. So twee meaning. I guess the US equivalent of twee is like quaint, right? Yeah, but quaint could be positive, whereas twee is inherently negative. That's true. <laughs> so... Anyway, I don't know where we are with this, but I'm gonna gonna do a new one for you. Welcome or not welcome, Wrigley's extra spearmint gum. <laughs> I swear we have done this one before. I oh, swear we? we have. I, I, we could do it again though. Spearmint is the one. No, hang on. Cool. What, what's the one in like the not in, in like the turquoise shiny packet? That's not spearmint or peppermint. That's oh. like cool breeze, right? That's winter no, no, mint. No. Isn't that no, winter? It, oh, is that cool, bre- oh, back cool at the, breeze? Back at home. But do you know what? Here's the thing, regardless of flavor, what you'll find it, with gum in the UK, it's like there's, they're not individually wrapped, which I think blows Americans' yeah. minds, whereas all gum in the US is individually wrapped, so you've always got like a bit of paper to put it yeah, in afterwards. Just, not so in although the Although I find that more of a hassle over here. I feel like I'm always just unwrapping tiny little pieces of gum. Oh, well, I mean, I haven't had to do it for a while because, you know, no one's smelling my breath. <laughs> <laughs> God, I've, I've, I don't even know where I we are it. anymore. Welcome or not welcome. <laughs> Who knows? Okay, you, you do, you, you do My one. My last one is actually um, from podcast nemesis Michael. He texts me this oh. and he said, <laughs> welcome or not welcome, the term, the dog's bollocks. Oh, what a horrible, that's what not a welcome. horrible turn of phrase. It means something in the UK. It's like, is it Cockney rhyming slang? Um, no, it can't be. I'm going to look it up. Hold on one second. I don't think so, but I just know it as, oh, it's the dog's bollocks. Like, that's like the most amazing thing. In the UK, in UK slang terms, the dog's bollocks means the best. It comes from the habit of male's dogs licking their testicles and that they must taste good. Oh. I think the, I think the oh, US equivalent no. of the dog's bollocks is the cat's pajamas. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is very Which, I love the idea of the cat's pajamas. Um, dog's bollocks, not welcome. Okay, my final one. Welcome, not welcome. WhatsApp. <laughs> um, WhatsApp is very um, UK, very international. Um, I, I, I mean, I kind of have to say welcome because it, it is the primary way that I stay in touch with most of my friends. So I can't really complain too much about it. I agree. I also like, I used to find WhatsApp really annoying. Like WhatsApp groups do not get me started. But <laughs> um, in, in general, it's WhatsApp messaging people with whatsapp back home is so much easier than like if you try and i message them who knows where that yeah. message is and going. actually i have to say to bring my mom up again is that since she discovered that she can very casually send photos on uh, whatsapp and it's a, a lot less of a production than emailing them to me i've received some very fun you know pictures from my mom one was where she was uh, doing her own highlights using a I think, she, I think she was using it like a like a clear like one of those blue bags that you freeze bread in like a bread bag she was using that as her like um, mm-hmm. highlighting cap. <laughs> oh, lovely! What and she, had, she, had she like pulled like bits of like hair through, or she was just like cooking it? I, what was I she think, doing? I think she may have like rigged her own like her own cap out of it. I think you know, Laura, you can write in and uh, and confirm or deny whether that's true or not. But who knows? She's she's just she's still trying that. to log back onto her Facebook. So who knows what she whether she's going to be able to get in touch with us. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, well, that really does bring us to the end. Just your mom just <laughs> swapping between two different Facebook accounts and not able to get into either. Um, so this has been your welcome, America. Uh, Do get in touch um, on our Instagram. Um, you can leave us uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Do whatever oh, and you also, want. This is this um, is a very specific shout out, mainly to our celebrity booker Billy. Why why have we oh, yeah. still not even got like a Zoom call with Samantha Mumba? I swear she's in California. She's in lockdown. She's not going anywhere. Someone get us to Samantha Mumba. A, a Zoom with Sam Mum would be wonderful. Get get Samantha Mumba on this podcast. Everyone, try your hardest. We need help. <laughs> if I, if anyone out there has Samantha's like Zoom, you know, meeting code. <laughs> Just let us know, because I doubt she has a password. <laughs> yeah, we'll just zoom her by, zoom oh, up on Surprise and I'm sure she'll talk to us about, you know, maybe come on over. Exactly. Her password's probably just body to body. That would be it. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, we'll save this for our conversation with her, but but that was one of those instances where I heard the song and did not realize that there was an original. <laughs> <laughs> as, far, as far as I'm concerned, there wasn't. <laughs> what I get with it? is our David Bowie. <laughs> oh Lord! Right. Oh, well, on that this has note, been a pleasure, babe. Do you know what? After it's been a real pleasure. After all that, I mean, you're all very welcome out there. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome, everyone. Oh my God, I'm exhausted. I'm gonna go and have a lay down. Take some of my anti-anxiety yeah, medication. Me I've got enough of it. <laughs> <sighs> Bye, Bye, babes. Don't I take won't. too much. Love you. Bye. You're so far up your ass. I can just smell your own shit. Where are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Well, there were three of us in this marriage. I just want to say, Liam, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour.